Hello, and welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast from Eastlake Tri-Cities Church. My name is Megan, and with me is our teaching pastor, Brent. Hey, guys. Hello. He's back. Well, he was back last week. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah, absolutely. We are back. Time we did, is blending. I know. We did uh, <laughs> We did get away for the weekend, and yeah. uh, we did a little board retreat up in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. When was the last time you were in Coeur d'Alene? Um, <gasps> don't, don't you dare say never. I mean, I think I've driven through it. It's beautiful. I know. I'm sure. The downtown was amazing. We went out for dinner on Saturday night, mm-hmm. uh, downtown Sherman Street, to a place called Honey. Uh, Leslie's son works there as the GM or something like that, and hooked us up with unbelievable food. It was electric down there. People were walking around yeah, doing I heard, things. I had a student who said she went to Idaho, and she was like, it was like COVID doesn't exist. Well, <laughs> there were still people wearing masks. Okay. I mean, there were definitely were people not wearing masks, too, but- <laughs> I just mean, like, we just don't have a downtown in the Tri-Cities. It's true. So even in a pandemic, it just accentuates the fact that there's nowhere to really, like, walk around and, like, just yeah. people watch, it's, right? The Tri-Cities is anything if uh, not centralized. It's so weird it's that not we don't centralized. have that. It's like, because Walla Walla has a downtown. Because it's one town. Yeah, I know. But, yeah, like, you would think that. We technically something. have, like, a downtown Richland, a downtown, uh, kind of like a downtown Pasco. I mean, we're technically in downtown Richland. Almost. Exactly, yeah. Anyways, uh, if you haven't been to Coeur d'Alene, don't sleep on Coeur d'Alene. It was awesome. It cool. was super fun. The weather was kind of crappy, but uh, the time that we had there was fantastic. That's good. I'm glad. And uh, I found out that a bunch of famous people, like, I knew that when I lived there because I used to live there as a mm-hmm. kid. But since then, it's grown to be, like, they call it the Hollywood of the North almost with how oh. many famous people have homes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they live in, like, this certain area across the river, but then they take their boat to the downtown and they mm-hmm. go to the bars and then jump on their boats and on their yachts. Did and you go see back any to famous people? I didn't. I looked around. <laughs> I was um, I was very aware. But no no, no famous people. But uh, there's several that do. I, um, I can't even think of any names right now. But, yeah. like, Shaq partied at the bar next door. Crazy. Um, uh, for uh, New Year's Eve, like a couple of years ago, um, which that's nuts. Yeah. So, anyways, I know it makes sense. It was like a lot of fun. the mountain retreats and the house that we had was like those. right on the lake, but it was like on the like way south end of the lake. But it's a huge lake, mm-hmm. like 20, 30 minute drive to where we were at, and we weren't even at the base of the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had a it had a dock and a diving board. Nice and um. And the and lake water, which is freezing. Yeah, but, I was like, did you partake in the diving so board? I didn't, but guess who did? Elise uh, Jackson, if oh. she's listening to this, this podcast uh-huh. or whatever. We got to the house, we got all checked in, and then all of a sudden we saw Elise running out on the dock, <laughs> jumping off the end, and Matt following behind, carrying her towel, fully dressed, in the rain, while she jumped in. And he looked, he looked like a butler. Like... <laughs> Hold my towel. It was fantastic. We were so proud of her. Hashtag just, marriage goals yeah, right there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was it was awesome. And uh, I think she did that the first night we were there, and then I think she did it again the day we left. So she's she's got this lake obsession, which, yeah. is, which is great. Cool. So yeah. Did you do anything for Pitzer's birthday? Chris turned 40 the couple he days before. Did. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. You know what? Uh, we actually saw him the day of his birthday. He, we were at, Kyle and I were out on a walk with Clive, and mm-hmm. he drove by because he was dropping some something off at the school. Yeah. And um, and then he just he didn't even bring it up. It was not only his birthday, <laughs> his 40th birthday. Yeah. I found out on Facebook later, and I was like, bro, it was your birthday <laughs> and your 40th, and you didn't even say anything. So uh, no, yeah. we didn't. We yeah. uh, him and I went and, and uh, grabbed some cigars at the Indian Res. 
and then uh, proceeded to uh, enjoy those on Saturday nice. night, which was pretty great. So yeah. That's, that's about it. Bro time. Yeah. That works. Absolutely. He seemed really excited. joined, too. Yeah. Oh, he seemed really excited about the staff or the board retreat when I was talking to him earlier in the week. I think it's like the vacation that he looks forward to the most because it entails no kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, it's, it's, uh, it was a lot of fun. So, yeah, well, I think he was excited this year cause you like actually went on the weekend. There weren't any weekdays that he was going to miss any part of it. This was the and first so, year yeah. we've always done Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Cause I gotta be back for Sunday. And when it came around a few months ago and we were planning this thing, we just said, all right, we're going to go, uh, over a Sunday cause we're videoing anyways. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind filming for something. Uh, and then uh, lo and behold, like the week that we do it and Inslee announces we can do church in person up to a hundred people. And we're like, well, the house is booked. So we're not canceling that. Um, so that'll change. I'll have that more announcements on yeah. that at the end of the talk or the podcast today. But yeah, so that was kind of a change of, of some things, but yeah, no, Chris and I stayed up on one of the nights. I'm trying to think which one, probably Saturday when we were out on the, on the dock, just talking like science stuff. I asked him something. I can't even remember how I sparked it, but it, it was we got going on just all kinds of crazy. I think we were looking at the stars and yeah. constellations. And I think I said something about, do you ever think, well, uh, in our lifetimes, somebody will land on Mars oh, or yeah. something like that. And, I mean, it's uh, in the works. Uh, well, yeah, we'll yeah. see. So yeah. anyways, it was we just got going on it. And yeah. Yeah, it was great. I get to work time. with him now, so that's fun. I know, that's great. Yeah. Small world. <laughs> Small world. How was your weekend? Um, I mean, boring. I, I cleaned my apartment. <laughs> This is the quality content that people come here for, Megan. This is really, really dialing it up. A few weeks ago. Did you watch any baseball at least? I did watch baseball on Sunday. um, And I watched some football. And And I only bring up baseball because it's we had two game sevens in the uh, NLDS and ALDS Mm -hmm. playoff thing, which is like who goes to the World Series. And the first game is tonight. I know. I'm going to watch it. It's the Rays versus the Dodgers. So who's your pick? What's your pick? Uh, well, I don't know who my pick is, but I'm. I decided I'm going to root for the Rays. Yeah, I think so too. Um, primarily because Mike Zunino plays for the Rays now, and he used to be a catcher for the Mariners, and I always liked him a lot. And so. he played a heroic role in Game Seven. Hit a yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Hit a home run. Was it a home run? I think yeah, it I was. think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like him a lot, though. He so. batted uh, like 128 while oh, yeah. he was he with bats- the Mariners. Well, so he had like a couple of decent seasons and then he had some pretty not great seasons, but he's a superb catcher. He's like extremely good behind the plate and yeah. um, calls a really good game. So, which is why he gets to keep playing, even though he doesn't have the great batting average, yeah. but he has his moments and I really like him. So yeah, he's a fun fall. His, uh, He's got a wife and two kids. Okay. And uh, either him or his wife have a great tweet. I can't remember who, I, which one I follow, but um, fun family photos. He just looks like a really good dad yeah. and uh, enjoys the sport and and seems like a genuinely all around good mm-hmm. guy. So yeah. kudos to Magnus Zanino. I was just really angry with him for batting 128 with the Mariners. <laughs> I think it was literally, literally the worst batting average in the history of Major League Baseball at one point. <laughs> He had Could that in possibly. play. He had that in play. At Didn't one Harper point. have some sort of Bryce Harper have some sort of like hundred like thousand at bat slump or something like that? Oh man, that sounds like a lot of <laughs> at bat. Hundred thousand or like thousand wow. at bat? I don't. I don't know. He had know. some sort of epic at bat slump. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. well, Eric's mad we, at we us for talking Eric. about baseball. We lost all the sports people. <laughs> uh, it's the World Series, guys. Make an exception for that. How about that? We finished off a series on uh, on Sunday as well, part three uh, of our Through the Looking Glass series, which feels like an eternity ago because I filmed that on Thursday. I know. So it's going to be really <laughs> difficult for me to like wrap my mind around kind of a little bit what we, we talked about. But well, again, I listened to it last night. Oh, so good. So there we go. All we'll, right. We'll 
hopefully like balance out. Yeah. The idea of just, again, wonder and where, where's the place of wonder in our life and why faith shouldn't have to be and isn't and hasn't traditionally been scared of wonder. In fact, a lot of people have used the basis of their faith to proceed to discover the wonder that is the universe, why the stars are the way they are and, and whether we'll land on Mars or any of that. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and a lot of that comes through just a, an admonition from the author of Hebrews, um, to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author perfecter of our faith. And we talked about the difference between faith and confidence and hope and, and that was the talk on this on Hebrews chapter 11. And the, the difference between hoping is kind of what we kind of can hope for, hope to see, but not anything guaranteed. And then the confidence that something's going to happen because not of hope any longer, but because somebody we trust told us that it was going to happen. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, that's the overall, if I recall, if, if I could re- recollect <laughs> what I was talking about. Yeah, that was pretty close. Sunday. That was pretty Had, you watched it or listened to it? I listened to it. Okay. Um, I was going to see if uh, this is the really like the first time in about a month or so that there hasn't been anybody like I, I was literally just talking to a camera. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have that again, like positive reaction from a crowd or, or laughter anyways. And so it's kind of like this in and out of, you know, how that feels. And to go along with this, we also filmed, this is a fun fact. Uh, we, when we filmed this talk, we were about 15 minutes into the first take of it. And Andrew goes, <laughs> uh, hang on, we got to start over. I didn't, uh, uh, something happened with the camera. <laughs> so Whoops. if I sound frustrated in the very first two minutes of it, <laughs> it's probably because of that. So, uh, I didn't notice the frustration, but I did kind of notice, like, I could tell you were Spast. able to like feed off of oh. like the reactions. And so like. Yeah. Some of your jokes and some of the like moments of pause. I was like, oh, he got used to having people again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just then just crickets playing. Yeah. And then, all right. I got I better I gotta move on. Totally. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I I always listen to it. I don't always rewatch it. Usually because then I can like do dishes or do other things while yeah. I'm listening to no, it. No, I get it. I I don't want you to watch. I'm not worth looking at. I have a face for radio. So I don't know why anybody watches anything. We shouldn't I'm very much in a listening to her kind of person, but all right. What else, what else stood um, out to you? What were some takeaways? So I think the, one of the big things that I was thinking about, well, I really liked your line. Um, a generation is walking away from the church because the church signed God's name to promises he never made. Um, and I, I read that somewhere and wrote yeah. it down and I don't remember where exactly I read it, but, um, yeah. I know. I just, I think that is a really big, like, symptom or issue of the problem that we're seeing with people walking away from the church is that we've had these churches who have talked about, Oh, if your faith is strong enough, if you're, um, if you believe enough, if, 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 then you'll get all these things that you want. And I think for me, some of that like deficit is that like so-called faith deficit as you were like, if you don't get those things, it just means you didn't have enough faith. But the idea behind that is also like, um, like, did God actually promise us those things, right? Right. And like that, and not knowing what, like we know kind of the big things that God promises us that says in the Bible, like, you know, to prosper you and to have, like, he wants us to have a good life. But what does that look like in my life? Um, and we don't know that for sure. We don't know what the minutia of that is for us individually. And so that's really that discrepancy between what has been promised to us and what we have because God is a God that keep, keeps our keeps his promises, but if we 
don't have a clear vision of what those promises are, it's really easy to say, oh, but he's not keeping those promises. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's one thing I was kind of thinking about last night when I was listening to it. I think about that when it comes to our kid. Our oldest child has figured out um, that she can come to me and be like, oh, let me just let me think of an, a quick example. Um, Mom said we could go to kids books, which is Barnes and Noble um, when you got home today. Right. And <laughs> mom will say, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa what? I never yep. said that. And she's like, well, you kind of said it. You you said you'd talk to dad about it or <laughs> like you said we could go this week and technically like this is later in the week than when we had the conversation. <laughs> and so I thought that maybe we could go tonight. And it's very much a um, she is manipulating to try and get what she wants using promises that weren't actually promises to get there. And, you know, that yeah. then then mom goes, I, I that's not what I signed up for. That's yeah. not that's not what I'm saying. And now that makes me that makes me not want to give you anything. That's what mm, I tell her too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I might have said yes, but now I feel like I need to say no. <laughs> yeah. So it just I was thinking about that a lot. And then let me see if I had any other brilliant things. Maybe you have something else you want to talk so, about. So so brilliant things. Yeah. Um <laughs> no. Oh, oh, go ahead. So the other part of that I think for me is like as we're wrestling with those, like the differences between what we know is promised and what like and what that looks like in our life, I think that it's really easy to feel probably shamed to have like fear and anger and doubt towards God, towards the situation, whatever. But I think it's important to remember that God is big enough to hold all those things that you have, all those parts of you that are mad at him, that are doubtful, that are scared. Um, and then like in turn, when we anchor ourselves in Christ and we anchor ourselves in Jesus, like we too are big enough to have a firm faith and still have doubts and still have fear and still have anger. And so like when we have those moments where like what we think was promised maybe isn't what was promised in our lives and we're like dealing with that discrepancy, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to have doubt. It's okay to be afraid because God is big enough to hold that with us. And God is big enough to give us the capacity to hold that in ourselves. Mm -hmm. So yeah. those are kind of my thoughts. Yeah, I like it. I also included that story in there about Luke chapter, in Luke chapter five, that Jesus healing the, the man who has leprosy and comes up to him and goes, if you're willing to do this, then great. Um, and I was thinking about that through, um, there is a false, uh, sense of this sort of passiveness that I think is seen a lot of times, especially in social media lately, I feel like of people playing not, like a victim role on something and, and, and almost playing like, um, like this could never happen to me or this, this, Oh, but it'll never be me. Right. And you can clearly tell that they want a like or a retweet or a something from somebody and it can feel like so fake <laughs> and that you're just thirsty for something. And I think there's a way in, in of people potentially reading this story and you have to make you have to make the determination if you think that this guy really believed that Jesus um could walk away from him and not heal him and he'd be fine with it um because or if if he's just doing that to kind of play the manipulation role and I I mean I I lean towards and maybe that's just my bias implicit bias towards the veracity of truth of scripture or whatever uh, believe that he is genuine and, and 
even the approaches of uh, not just him, but other other actors in the in the stories of, of healings with Jesus, who go, if you want to, great. If you don't, like I I get it. Um, and uh, I think that there, I think it's legit. I don't think it d- d- downplays the story, uh, but I just think that that's a factor. That if you if you heard that story and go, I mean, yeah, but like I totally get the caution there. Like I I see that too. I feel that a lot of times. Uh, as I browse through media or hear people do requests <laughs> yeah. to, you're like, you well, don't really need that. I think, I don't know, maybe it's me, but like, I think you can be in a place about something where you're like, I don't want this in my life. I want something different. Yeah. But if I'm not going to get something different, I can be okay with that. Yeah. Right. Like you can be very like firmly not wanting a situation. Like I, I really, really, really want you to cure my leprosy. But if you're not going to... Like I can, I can do, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I can do that. But just so we're clear, I really want you to (laughs) cure my leprosy. Like, you know, I think that you can have, like, that's kind of how I read it, I guess. Is like, so not necessarily a manipulation or like a, I'm good either way. No. And I think that's the right way to read it. I think that's what I'm trying, what I'm trying to say. I just don't, I, I think that, um, that speaks volumes of, like that actually speaks to real life mm-hmm. and like real life stuff. Cause people go through that all the time. Like, listen, I would really love to be healed of this. I, I'd really love to have kids. I'd really like to get married, but if it doesn't happen, then I'll figure it out. Like we'll figure this thing out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and that's, that's legit. Like that's, that is approaching a way of life and faith that says I'll be okay. As long as you continue to provide all the basic expectations for me. Listen, I don't need like a mansion. I don't need everything, <laughs> everything. I'm not asking for everything, but like you got to give me something here, right? Mm-hmm. And then versus this approach of going, hey, I definitely would really like it, but um, you know, I'm still in even if you don't. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. that's a bigger, that's, yeah. that's a greater amount of faith for me than yeah. like trying to wish or you know, force something into happening or, or move his hand that he doesn't want to anyways. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't like, who does it actually serve? Like if we're, if you're calling yourself a Christian, you, you are supposed to be serving God. And so if you are the one asking him to do all these things that you want, but you're not spending any time saying, but you know what, God, if that's not what you know is best for me, then okay. Like right. if you're not having that end to whatever your requests are, then are you really a follower? Are you really a Christian? Are you yeah. really a follower of Christ? Because that's the point. That's the point piece of faith is like, okay, here are these things that I think I need or I think I want, but I'm going to trust that you know better. I'm going to trust that your plan for my life is bigger. Your plan for my life is going to be more fulfilling. And so like, that's where the faith is more secure. And that's where the faith is more anchored in Christ Yeah, is when you go back to that place, when you end whatever your request is with that sentence. Yeah. A more mature faith says, my faith isn't reliant on any of that. My faith comes down to that. I thought of where Romans talks about God demonstrated his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died on the cross. Like that's, I'm going to hold on to that. That's going to be the thing that determines whether or not God loves me. I'm not going to go, God, things aren't working out the way that I thought it would be. I wonder if he loves me. No, that's already been settled, right? So we're, we're moving on from that into further and better things. So it's fun. It's good. I like the wonder stuff. Uh, I am excited about, do you have anything else before we move on? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we are going to start a brand new series, uh, this week called waiting for the barbarians. It's going to be a series on failure and it's going to have a little bit to do with election stuff and just like the feelings that come with putting your hopes into something <laughs> and either having them 
having things, certain things met, but then the expectations aren't what you thought they would be. Mm-hmm. And or, oh my God, we're all going to die. That yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> so um, I'm super excited about yeah. like that failure piece of it. So make sure you tune in. Uh, on Sunday uh, at 10 o'clock online, or we're going to talk about something yeah. else Exciting. in just a second. But uh, let's jump into something interesting. Yeah. Do you want to do that? Yeah, it's All right. you first, right? Yeah, it is. You open, so I go first with my thing. So uh, when you open your phone, you have an iPhone right there. Is that right? It's true. Okay, when you open your Safari. And, I don't use Safari, but go ahead. Okay, that might change <laughs> my things. When you go to search for something uh-huh. on your phone, do you know what search engine you use? Yeah. Well, I think I do. Which one? Google. Okay. Are you are you sure? Did I mean, you choose that or was it chosen? I chose for you? it. You chose it? Do you remember choosing it? Yes. Do you remember being given a list of of options you could choose? I mean, sure. Did you uh, did you really- did, did you select <laughs> it specifically or was that just the default on your phone? That's I'm, No, that's no, no. It wasn't the default on my phone. Are you sure? Yeah, I mean, I downloaded the app or whatever. You downloaded Google. I'm yeah, saying on, on Chrome on my phone. Oh, okay, okay, Chrome. Okay, got it. So you're okay. You're using that one. So I don't it, know which one am I using. No, it doesn't matter. It, it's one of those. All I'm saying is when you search for something on your phone, the default is tip. Yeah, it looks like you're using Chrome on there. Just the look look that I have. It's Google. But, right. That's the it's Chrome browser. Yep. Last year, Google, which we all know, and you know whatever, brought in thirty. $4.3 billion in search revenue in the United States. And that figure is expected to go to $42.5 billion by 2022. Now, there are two major lawsuits, tech lawsuits, currently in existence being mm-hmm. talked about. So I'm going to talk about one of the two. One of them is Proposition 230, which has to do with um, uh, whether or not uh, social media can can, uh, uh, oh my gosh, police what's okay. talked about and not talked uh-huh. about. So a free speech thing, which would then hold them accountable upon which what they mm-hmm. do and what they don't Wait, do. Is it a lawsuit or is it like a, a law that's going through voting process? That is... Because usually propositions are... Correct. Yeah. Laws that are that's being, being that's on the docket to okay. see if we can, you know, if if people we, want to vote in that way. It. The other one is a monopoly lawsuit against that was just filed recently. It's been in talks for a while. So I just want to update you on what I think is interesting <laughs> in this is some of the cases have come out with some of the reasons why they want to do this. Yeah. Part of the reason they want to do this is because the Trump administration is coming towards the end and they've done some work on this and don't want to let it slide to the next administration mm-hmm. in case it's not Trump and in case they just decide to pass on it or whatever. But their philosophy is that they're uh, – that, that Google has monopolized the search industry and not allowed, uh, unfairly monopolized based on the rules of current. I mean, I could believe Marcus that. Senate. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there are two conditions that they need to make. One is that Google is the dominant in search, like uh-huh. dominant, d- clearly above and beyond. And those numbers uh, have proven that. And I would say active process. And then, and that it deals with Apple and other companies uh, to hobble the competition in the search market. Do you know that 50% of Google search traffic originated on Apple devices in 2019? 50% of its search traffic on, on that. And then on those phones, on your iPhone, um, when, it, when you pull that up, who do you think pays for the opportunity to use Google? Does Google pay Apple to get the stuff on their devices or does Apple pay Google to make it kind of use its search? I mean, What's your I thought? would guess Google pays Apple. Google does pay Apple. Yeah. Do you know how much they pay them? I'm sure a lot. 
Some astronomical number. Estimated be. between eight to twelve billion dollars yep. a year to remain the That's default B, option <laughs> on its phones, <laughs> iMacs, and iPad computers. So then, why does why do iPhones all have Safari on them to start? Is Saf- that a Google? Safari is a browser which uses by default Google, Google as its search engine. engine. Okay, you have to manually go in and change it. Now you can change it to anything else you want. Got it. But that's the default, and they pay eight to twelve billion dollars a year to make it a default on your phone. Their payments, Google's payments, account for roughly fifteen to twenty percent of Apple's profits as an entire company. Wow, that's a lot. That's insane. These numbers are <laughs> mind-boggling, you guys. <laughs> so you go and you think. You know, what's the deal? And what happens with this is because it's on the iPhone and the privacy stuff and what they can, the user data that can collect. And if you're not believing that, you need to watch The Social Dilemma. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's it's nuts to see kind of how that all plays out. And I was just blown away by the numbers involved in this. I'm not taking a stance on the position. I don't care. I mean, like, I don't know enough about it to actually provide an educated opinion. I just thought that the numbers in terms of the default and how much they pay and how much that makes of their profit in revenue uh, was just mildly interesting to me. Yeah. So Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. What do you all got? Right. I have a good Instagram follow. Well, I think it's good. Um, it's called Black Liturgies. Um, and it's um, it's like prayers and scripture-based um, things that are written by an author poet named, oh, what's your name? Um, Cole Arthur Riley. Um, I've heard that name. Is she, or is it a boy or girl? I think it's a girl. Is she writing anything else? Um, I don't know what else she's written, but she has an Instagram called Black Liturgies, all one word. Um, and she does, she'll put like scripture or sometimes like um, quotes from poets or things. And then she usually writes a little prayer afterwards. Um, so I want to read one from yesterday. And um, it goes like this um, God of the multitude, we praise you for being a God who contains a diversity of personhood in one. In your very being, you possess a sacred community where each part is distinct and beautiful and necessary. Make our community like you, that we would no longer be content with the bland flavor of sameness, that we would no longer use language of unity and oneness as a veil for the suppression of voice, body, and culture. Be near to those who have offered up the peculiarity of their stories to bring about restoration only to be met with accusations of divisiveness and unkindness. Lord, let our kindness be marked by telling the truth. And of and if division follows, let it be for our own protection that you would lead us into spaces that see and honor that we are not the same. And it is very good. Awesome. Yeah. So um, my sister started following them and posting them, and that's kind of how I found it. Um, but it's just like, I don't know, it's a different kind of perspective on some of those faith things and those um like spaces and areas and it's um it's been like a really interesting meditation as well to like think about and read about so she I've just got a follow for me so there you go <laughs> while you were talking she's really young look at that yeah she is really young yeah i i've seen <laughs> cool all right um so a couple quick announcements and then get you on your way into whatever else you're doing with your life um kylie and i are hosting a trivia night this sunday a saturday night excuse me is it the tots uh, one? trivia for tots mm-hmm. yes it's a, a young lives fundraiser young lives is young life for teen moms 
and uh, Whitney leads that, and they meet here. They have met here previously, obviously, right now. They're not meeting. They're doing online, but um, every month. And, um, yeah, so this is their annual fundraiser that is going on, uh, and we are going to be hosting here live, and then it's going to be virtual groups around mm-hmm. the place. And so if you want to come play trivia with us and hang out with some fun prizes and some cool people, um, check out our events page uh, at the church. If, or, or check the East Lake Weekly. There's going to be a link in there. Or if you go to just kind of events. Uh, from our basic website, you'll be able to find uh, a place to be able to log on to do that. And then Mm -hmm. last but not least, uh, due to the governor's new guidelines for phase two, and welcome to phase two, everybody. That's exciting. (laughs) That literally came out right after we recorded our podcast. uh I walked down into my office. No, you were in here and you were like, well, Megan, he just had an announcement. Oh, it was after. Like like, right after. We didn't bring it up in the podcast. No, we like hit stop and then you looked at Okay, that was what it was. I just remember it didn't show up. Yeah. Uh, they announced that churches can do up to 25% of, uh, we, we're interpreting it as room capacity. Is that building capacity? But we're pretty sure it's just room capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, or 200, whichever is less. Our room capacity in our main auditorium is 414, which gives us an, uh, room, a, a able capacity at 25% of 103. Actually, technically, I told you this, it's <laughs> 103.5. So if you are a centaur, we have a spot for you. Or some um, other half human. Yeah, or any other half human <laughs> sort of thing. That was the best one I could come up with. Um, we are going to be doing RSVPs online via our website going live probably tomorrow. Well, if you're listening to this, it's Wednesday probably. Mm-hmm. So um, it's going to go live probably today. And uh, we would love to know that you're coming. Not a ton of information, just name and you know how many are in your party, that kind of thing. And uh, we we went down on Monday and kind of separated some seats around to kind of create as much space as possible for 103 people, 103 chairs to be in there. And it's not, and we're still doing it at nine. So the service is going to start in person at 9:30. We'll tie it in with our live stream, which is going to kick off directly at 10. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the priority is still on this live stream, doing it at 10 o'clock. So uh, for a lot of people. Um, still logging in and catching that online would be great. Uh, but this is a step in the right direction for us. And we're super excited to see some people again. We are not currently able to offer any kids areas, although we are planning on opening up our elementary room and live streaming the service in there. If you want to let your kid run around in some carpet and do their thing, um, they're not going to be a ton of toys in there. But we'll have something in there mm-hmm. uh, for them to be able to make that happen. And uh, yeah, it'll be yeah. great. And coffee and all the good stuff. Yeah, so, it'll be awesome. Yeah. Uh, mask required, yep. social distancing required, all of those things. You know how it works. We will have extra masks on hand for you in case you forgot yours at home or just want to upgrade to a disposable. Um, <laughs> we'll have those all available. And uh, that's going to do it for today's yeah. episode of Say Something Interesting. Thanks, Megan, for making yes, it happen Brent, today. Always. We'll be back next week. Don't forget, Sunday is the kickoff of our new series, Waiting for the Barbarians, week one. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Don't forget to vote. See ya.